Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Final Space, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Mel Moyer. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Chokity. Is that a <laughs> sad chokity? Yeah, I guess oh, we're sad yeah. right now. Yeah. Sad one. Yeah, chokity. Yeah, so uh, we are... <laughs> Well, well no, no, hold off for a minute, but we are getting into <laughs> Final Space Chapter 6 today. Uh, we're the uh, yeah sixth episode of uh, the new TBS animated series, Final Space. We're talking this show every week that it's new here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Final Space, Overly Animated on iTunes. Subscribe there. Subscribe on YouTube to not miss our future Final Space discussions. But yeah, things are real. And spoilers, major spoilers for Chapter 6 of Final Space. Make sure you've seen it. Um, TBS website, iTunes, wherever, wherever you're going to watch the show. And, uh, let's get into things. Uh, Michelle, what are your reactions to this, uh, big eventful episode? Um, so this episode had a lot of components that were fine, fine slash like great. Um, I think it tried to cram a whole lot in there and it felt like some things were pretty quick. Um, and I think that was at a disadvantage for the episode because some things clearly they're, they're really playing up some emotional, you know, feels here. And I'm not sure those quite landed as, as powerfully as they could have. This had been like, say two or maybe three episodes building up. It's also kind of felt like a season finale, like a lot happened. Yeah. A lot of things were kind of tied up. Yeah. But what about so the big event at the end? What was your episode? emotional reaction? <laughs> I mean, I was sad, of course, but I also felt like, you know, if we'd spent more time building up Gary and Avocado's relationship, this would have hit harder. And like, you know, I mean, yourself. like, little kind of being devastated every time, like, it was framing him. Like, I thought, like, the animation was great. And like, the posing was great. And like, that helps still a little more. But like, honestly, I, I felt like it was a, a wasted opportunity to do you know to have us care more about avocado because we don't really we hear more backstory from him in this episode than we have the entire show right and that's end. part of, yeah that, that's part of what felt kind of rushed about so i feel like this was by no means a bad episode but i do think it it suffers from severe like rushed itis you know rushed itis okay yeah um there's got to be a trope for that on TV trope There's where they info, they info dump you before they kill someone. That's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Probably, right. Yeah. And like Gary and him are bonding more like aggressively than they also have before. Just so we, you know, get even sadder when he dies. Right. But yeah, it just it felt like there was a lot going on and maybe more than this episode should have taken on in 23 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting take. Yeah. Mel, what was your reaction to the whole episode and the big ending? Uh, whole episode, episode as a whole, I don't know, it felt kind of weird. Um, I mean, I guess it felt weird because there wasn't a lot of plot going on and I'm used to them just shoving plot in your face. Um, and a lot of this was very, uh, slower paced. Um, there were things that happened in this episode that I didn't like, uh, throughout the middle portion. The big thing at the end, I was just happy it wasn't Little Kato for whatever reason. I thought that would have been more (laughs) horrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, but I thought the whole sequence was very good. I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, Alex, thoughts on Chapter 6? I thought this episode was awesome. Like, I, oh, really? I think it's it's uh, it's worthy of being called the best episode of the show so far. Although I do think it's close with Chapter 4. Uh, also, all the stuff that episode was trying to do. 
But yeah, like uh, at least for me, the avocado stuff. But in the past, I've been harsh on previously on um, the overly yeah. animated podcast. <laughs> yeah, Alex been, was yeah. hating on avocado, so I don't know if I want to hear from you about uh, his death here, Alex. Well, see, know. here's the thing: I'm glad they killed him off. Oh know? my god, what <laughs> like, a, such a hater! Him this is on, like the perfect yeah. way to, to tie the bow, and you did uh, just enough in this episode to make that final sequence be very emotional. To the point where even on a rewatch, I still got teary-eyed, even the, even though this is his biggest the episode you hate him. show. <laughs> so uh, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed just the, like dedicating like four minutes to very little dialogue at the end. It's just so, all the music and the, the feels <laughs> very strong. And uh, just that the, the rest of the episode is okay, too. I, I think it, it's weird that I, I hear Michelle saying it moved too fast and Mel said it moved too slow. So <laughs> Yeah, that, this is really interesting between the yeah. two of us. Yeah, so at, at least to me, I think it, it was a, a, the pace that I'm used to with this show by now, where like it's not bouncing as fast as it was, say, in Chapter 3, but it's moving quick enough where I never get bored with a, with a sequence in this episode at all. Uh, I, I like the whole um, Gary and uh, Gary and uh, Avocado breaking into the planets sequences. It's all pretty fun. Uh, Qu- the Quinn and uh, Ke- Kevin and Mooncake stuff. Like we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but, we'll um, talk about that. Yeah, but I think overall this had a lot to to love about it, and I do think it's a really strong episode of this show. Yeah, as the actual fan of avocado on this podcast number one avocado fan i'm devastated uh rip everyone's favorite cat uh slash uh it's not tri- a cat trirex whatever. whatever and yeah there you go yeah um, and uh i i think this is a great episode yeah um I, definitely for me not as good as four um but i still thought i still thought it was really good the ending sequence is incredible um bef- like the the first 16 and 17 minutes um definitely not like spectacular but i thought that it was fast paced there's a lot happening i wasn't um you know like there's stuff in episode in the previous one chapter five that i was like oh i don't like this that much there's nothing here i didn't really like um you know other than you i I assume we're going to get into the quinn stuff again quinn gary and whether it's problematic (sighs) i nothing overtly (laughs) made me enraged um, and nothing was, uh, you know, it was generally pleasant and, and funny and it was fast paced and moving and, uh, it was really well made. And then the last five minutes or so were so, so, so good. Um, and the avocado death, I think is exciting. I was actually, um, hot take. I was underwhelmed the first time hot I watched take. this episode yeah, with the end I was of episode too. six because just because of the hype when like Owen Rogers says, once we get to episode six, things are starting yeah. to get real. And I was like, oh, wow, we're starting in it. We're going to do like start to do alternate timelines and time travel and stuff. And it's like, oh, no, Avocado died. We speculated about Avocado dying in the first podcast, I think. So this isn't yeah. the biggest shock. Yeah, this, is, this isn't, uh, you know, it's our, our thought process was uh, when, when Quinn gets here, that's two straight men to Gary's uh, comedic force. So uh, what are we doing with Avocado? Um, and so, yeah, in, in like a conceptual sense, this isn't a shock in terms of like the specific story, it definitely hits and it's not, um, other than getting like, uh, uh, an, a backstory dump for him. There's no real signs, I guess, that, that this is what's going to happen. Um, and it definitely, it definitely hits you. Um, it played better second time once I was like, okay, this is what happens. And I do think this opens the door to, um, some really, really interesting stuff to come, uh, with the rest of the series because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're on the timeline where Avocado died. Maybe he's not dead on different <laughs> yeah. timelines and we can explore that. Yeah. Well, so. 
Yeah. Because, like, if the if future Quinn is, like, trying to save Gary, clearly, why wouldn't she also try to save Avocado in a separate she, timeline? I'm, so, I'm, yeah. I'm still... I'm suspicious of, of her. Ooh, future we, Quinn. We don't know a lot. Night, Nightfall future villain? Yeah. Future alternate Quinn. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I also think the episode ties together really well. The, the opening sequence has uh, uh, Gary's like, where's Avocado? Avocado isn't coming. And it's like, then it only hits you once you've seen it. Why? Why we say that um, at the end. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a really, really good episode. I think I think fans are going to love it. Um, I definitely don't like love, love, love it. Like I, I was like wowed by the dramatic sequences in episode four. And I was by the end of this of this episode. Um, and this is definitely another episode where we went like 80% drama, like 20% comedy. And I think that's, I guess, the future direction of the show is, uh, like space epic rather than, uh, you know, like family guy type comedy. And, and that's, that's what makes it stand out. A big, the show's willing to do a big event like this and it still has, uh, it's still pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I, I think, the, I think chapter six is very good and it's, uh, a good portent for the rest of the show. Um, but yeah, let's talk, uh, avocado's death, top story, half of what we need to talk about here. Breaking news. Breaking Breaking news. news. His, uh, breaking, yeah, his chest was broken when they showed him. It was, uh, yeah, not good. But, um, we're, we're, we're definitive on him being dead, right? This is, this is what happened. I mean, like, as of what happened, yeah, like, Rob. Yeah. He's dead. He, in this timeline, in the present. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. 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 I'm for Um, that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't like, so we went over the reactions to overall, I guess, Mel, how did you think the scene was like portrayed, um, uh, like production wise, dramatic wise? The thing is, is like, I'm a sucker for that thing that they keep doing, which is like the music. Like they always do that whenever, you know, they, oh, yeah. they drop the sound and play like the very ambient, like, you know, dramatic music. And it's such a shtick, but it gets me every time. I'm like, so. <laughs> <laughs> so from a Mel point of view, I think it, you know, I love the way it was from a, you know, other people point of view, they might be overdoing it with the amount of times they can, they can pull that. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, during the, like the battle sequence, we, um, we have this uh, dramatic like score. Um, and it's, uh, it's always really noticeable when the show goes big with its score. And then after that, we start getting into this, uh, the song, um, this is uh, Enter One by Sol Seppi. I got the song this time. And uh, it's, it plays over the ending. And uh, yeah, the show hasn't used uh, real licensed, like, licensed music that much. But it, when it does, it's been really impactful. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think the, the sound throughout the entire final five minutes definitely really drives home the, the impact of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, how do you think uh, it was portrayed at the end? I mean, I mean, in terms of music or just Any, uh, overall, everything. yeah. I mean, I think it it was eff- as effective as it could be. Um, and I think, like, for me, it's probably just a personal thing where I, I really like spending a lot of time getting to know characters so that I really care when something intense happens. But even, like, though I would say that wasn't quite as there as much as I would have liked to have seen it, because this is only episode six. I mean, so we, we really didn't have a lot of time to spend with Avocado before he died. Everything in terms of the framing and the music... Um, and the emotions that they heightened with a little close-ups, some little cado. I like. I thought that was all really, really good. So I think like this has so many good components. I just like. I just wish it'd been like a little more, you know, building up to it. Yeah, you'd, but you'd like, wish, you'd wish it'd been for a, a plot moment that had more of an impact for you. So exactly. It's, it, yeah. it's but definitely like, going to vary person to person. Yeah, yeah. On its own, though, I think it works like pretty effectively. 
Yeah. And um, at the end, something I haven't mentioned, we we like hold on the shot of little Kato crying yeah. uh, for like a solid 20 seconds to end the episode. Mm-hmm. And in silence. That was yeah. really like, good. Music stops. Um, yeah. Is it is it like the a down part of the song or is it uh, no song? Um, it's like one of two, but I, don't I think it's no like song. No, no song. Yeah, I think okay. they just cut the sound. Yeah. Um, definitely a, a, a really striking choice. Um, yeah. Uh, Alex, what do you think? In, uh, end, ending scene impactful? I mean, I, I loved it. I, I think this show, like, its real strong point is climaxes because I feel like mm. it's been three episodes in a row that its final three minutes are, like, the strongest points of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this episode is actually helped a lot by the fact that we got Avocado's entire backstory in one episode because, like, due to how fast these episodes move and all, like, if this had been revealed over time instead of, like, chapters two and three, would it have the same impact, me trying to remember all that stuff in chapter six? I, I don't know. But, like, seeing all, all his entire history with Lord Commander and then also getting the chance to see him finally interact with little Kato, like, as a father-son relationship, all the little things, like, up to the final hug at the end and the final line, like, uh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Like, it, it's all, I, it would probably be cheesy in other contexts, but due to the, the way they frame this entire thing, it just feel, feels so emotional and, and it just makes it hurt harder <laughs> once you see it. Avocado leave the show for at least a moment, but yeah, I, I think that the fe- the way that this episode, the sequence is so strong, is the fact that they give Avocado so much time in this episode that they do build it up over the course, and that's what helps it to hit harder hardest at the end. Yeah, um, I, I could see we we've I, th- I think multiple times now it's been mentioned that uh, the scene could have been schmaltzy but wasn't. So do we all agree that it was emotionally effective, not? Uh, like uh, emotionally contrived. Yeah, yeah. I know that me. doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess Michelle. <laughs> it, Michelle, it had the least impact on you. But did you think it was? It, but was it that just because the avocado build up, or did you think it was uh, too emotionally over the top? Um. Uh. I mean, I think that's definitely in there. But I like bought into it for the most part. Mm, yeah, because the show has a tendency to do that, and it's it's okay. You know, it's it's. I can appreciate the effort, you know. It's better to try and be a little, like, extra than to not try at all. So I, I prefer that it tried. And I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was just kind of like, oh, man, I would have cared even more if they had, like, three more episodes to really get into this stuff. I will say the one thing about the backstory, I do agree with Alex that having his backstory in this episode, like, helps you, like, care more in the moment. But it, it would have been helpful to have it earlier just in the sake of we had so many episodes of being like, why do we care about little Kato? Like, what does he have That's to do true. with anything? And now we know, like, a very good reason why. And that would have been a little more helpful. But, like, it's, it's I can leave it or take it, you know, it's, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see some people thinking it was it was too schmaltzy at the end, but I think the show has effectively gone big emotionally and production wise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really think it's just such a good choice. Like you really need to go huge like this scene does if you want to have an impact. And um, the, the risk of overdoing it is uh it's not risky like that's uh who cares if you who cares if you do that? <laughs> doing it is that it's not a risk it's it's, it's <laughs> the risk the risk is you don't do it like and this yeah. show has the episode doesn't have an impact like if 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 like a third of your audience finds it too much whatever like that's <clears throat> that's much that's much more tolerable well um, and d- that's what i was thinking about too when we saw the scene where you know all the the generals had to kill their firstborn kids it was like and they went th- they, like they did it like they you like straight up 
saw the entire bit on scene and I was like, this show gets like super dark when it wants to like, mm-hmm. and it goes for it. Like that was, you know what I was, I, I had it in notes. I wasn't on the podcast. I think when I sent this into Dylan as a comment, but it was basically about how gory it can get and how creepy it gets with the Lord commander and how it, you know, it goes there with that stuff. Like it's funny sometimes. And he says funny stuff, but it's like, freaky things so it, like it when stuff is serious it does very much push that it's like yeah this is super messed up and horrifying um yeah. so you know and it does the same thing in these emotional moments where it's like yeah no this is really sad and this is a really big moment for everyone so pay attention yeah, yeah it's a great point the show goes for it in a number of different ways like violence wise we talked music wise it really goes home emotional um just uh, in terms of the these huge climaxes i agree with alex that the best scenes of the show are all these big dramatic moments the the climax of episode one with mooncake i think was up there um several scenes in episode four not just the climax but the big dramatic ones um and then again in this episode the end at uh, the end of this one um it it uh it really has been excelling in the drama and like like to the extent where I think the um, the drama non comedy side is much more has been much more successful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I think it's also what they're going for with the show too. I think that's pretty clear at this point. Um, I, okay, so I guess I have a hot take, which is that um, I was second emotionally... hot take of the podcast. For yeah, <laughs> well, did, did I have a hot long? take before? Okay, you had one already. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, everything I say is hot take, so I get lost in it. But, um, the hottest of takes. Yeah. Uh, I, I was impacted by Avocado dying. I think the part that l- worked less for me was Little Cotto, not Avocado. I don't feel like I had a reason to care about Little Cotto and his emotional reactions and him being possessed and then Avocado having to hug him back. Um, like, uh, I, the father-son relationship is good. Um, Avocado to me is a real character. We've seen him in several different facets. We've seen him interact with Gary. We've, I've been emotionally attached to him. I, I haven't gotten that from Little Kata, who's just a caricature so far. I mean, he's a sympathetic caricature, but I don't think there's any depth to him. And maybe it could have been, uh, some of the stuff to, in terms of, uh, like Avocado having to fight Little Kato could have been more, uh, impactful if we'd, uh, seen some actual characterization from Little Kato. I feel like the show recognizes that, though, because there's very little time actually dedicated to the whole little Kato avocado fighting sequence. Like, that's getting split up between Gary and Lord Commander and also Quinn and Kevin and uh, on the ship. Yeah. So, like, that that part's getting all split up. But once it's time to actually kill off Avocado, we stay on that because we know that Avocado is the real, our real anchor of emotional weight there. And his rea- little Kato, in that sense, isn't really necessary, but it's more his reactions to uh, the mm-hmm. character that we actually know. Like, that's what's important in that scene. Not necessarily little Kato, like, being his son or whatever, because we're going to have episodes to build, build that up since they haven't taken the time to do that in previous episodes. But yeah, so I agree with you that, like, for example, the whole hugging, like, to unpossess him, like, that's a little cheesy <laughs> and it probably doesn't work as well. But I think that the show just breathes through that very quickly to the point where, like, in the end, it doesn't really affect um, the the impact of the finale at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you that uh, the show recognizes Little Kato is not that much of a character and we don't focus on him. And it doesn't really impact my enjoyment of the final scene because... Um, 
yeah, it's it's all about avocado and your attachment to him. And if you're like Michelle and you don't care about him, then you're gonna react less. I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know. It's 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 I don't I definitely think that's a valid reaction that the show hasn't built him up enough. Um, but I think it. I, what I'm trying to say is it all hinges on your attachment to av- avocado as a character, not necessarily little little Kato. So I agree with that. Um, I do, you know, I I I, I still even because we said like why is the show just inserting these little Kato scenes into every episode? And I don't think this episode justifies that. I don't think it matters. Like he's still a character, a catcher to me in this episode. Even if he was just not in the previous four episodes, it would have been the same thing. So I still think it was kind of wasted time. But um, it, it it's whatever. We could. It wasn't that important. I agree. And um, the the scenes with him, I, I liked the the him hugging him scene. I guess it was it was short and uh, yeah, it, they went it big and it was very fine. quickly. But they, you know, they're moving through the story also very quickly. So I understand why it was just kind of like. Bam! Hugged you. Oh, you're fine now. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> well, it does. It doesn't really make sense that like the Lord Commander has been portrayed as this very powerful being and all. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh, with, <laughs> with the, the power, power hug. With the power, power of, of hugs. Now, yeah. now, then you a fan could justify like, oh, but he's also doing the Gary thing yeah, at the same time, so maybe he's weaker or whatever. Yeah. But still, like, in What's the his skin's actual falling scene. off, so yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's dying. Uh, he's 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 not paying attention to his possession of Little Kato at all. I buy it um, from a very yeah. very very broad perspective because we don't know any details. <laughs> um, yeah, Michelle, you think so? You think the episode moved uh, too quickly? I think or mm-hmm. or Michelle. Which way? Which I mean, way? Or, no. I she thought it moved too quickly. I thought it was yeah. okay. Yeah, yes. Exactly. So it's things. Do you think it's things like that hugging moment um, that uh, you it didn't give you time to to attach to anything that was happening? That I think that's my major criticism. It's just it, it, it so many plot points they were moving through so fast. It, I I just like I like moments that breathe um, and that have a little more like you know like you feel like real emotions and thought but like I, I get that like they had to move fast but when you move fast you can't have moments that breathe it's just kind of like bam 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 next thing next thing and that kind of i mean it just like i think it makes it a little harder to connect to the things they want you to connect to or like give things more of a break i guess sometimes because like the hug thing was so fast and if like you know it'd been a couple of scenes of them hugging and like it was this real like power like battle of wills like i can understand it a little more but again like if these aren't the show's priorities, like I, I'm kind of fine with that. I'm, it's just not my personal preference. Yeah, um, I, I think the scene that has time to breathe is the ending scene. Like we, yes, that's yeah. the one that they prioritize, and it worked better than the other one. So good job, them. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree with that. That was like the big, yeah. uh, the big impact, the big emotional climax. Um, y- yeah, I, I definitely there, there's this whole debate on um, move too fast, and uh, maybe you don't have time for things to. Uh, to to develop plot wise, uh, things maybe happen without enough of an explanation. They don't have much as an emotional impact. This is kind of a debate acro- uh, across several shows that we've been ha- we cover here. Um, shows like um, Steven Universe, uh, we think move too slow, maybe. And then there's the show we cover, Mysticons, which we've said moves too fast. And I I've, I've said I think the too fast is better than too slow, like by a lot. I think that um. It, getting getting like bored by what's happening or not being satisfied by the movement is uh like a much worse sin as a viewer than uh like okay that wasn't i didn't think that was incredible but you know we're past it now no more new exciting things like so i love what Mm -hmm. the show is doing with its speed and i think it's i think it's like the right way to go like ideally you'd find a a balance and i do think to a certain extent this episode moves moves pretty quickly in some in some aspects but mel on the other hand which parts do you think maybe uh you were you you thought uh didn't didn't move fast enough 
I I mean, I guess it was because it was an info dump and there was like a lot of conversations about said information that it felt at times, not necessarily that it was dragging. It was just like, I guess I was just, and you know, it's not even necessarily a criticism. It's just that it was differently paced than the other episodes where we were saying, you know, like so much was being thrown at you at once. And, you know, they were like ping ponging, you know, to different places and doing different things in this. It felt like they took time to sit down and have conversations or at least comment on things. And we saw an entire flashback sequence. So it felt a little bit, I don't, maybe it was just, maybe it was that there was breathing room with it. I suppose yeah, I, maybe I a better way to put it. Yeah. I definitely agree that, uh, it, uh, compare this to like episode three or two, it moves much, uh, it, it has less things happening, less plot lines that it's jumping around to. And, um, it is, yeah, that's true. It is kind of slower at the same time. It's still very fast, but it does seem slower than some of the previous episodes. I'm interested in your take Mel on the, uh, avocado backstory sequence that was presented. I think that's one of those moments where we sit down to explore it. Do you think that was uh well presented? Did you like, uh, attached to, to what was happening in that scene um yes and no i attached it in the sense that i was like oh that was like kind of surprising to me like oh look at you know but then the more i thought about it, it was like oh but yeah like you know of course that's his backstory like you know it it wasn't necessarily it was it wasn't necessarily cliche or anything but it was just like oh like that checks out for his attitude and his character type that that's his backstory and as far as the way it was presented it was you know it, it did what it could in the amount of time that it could I don't think it really had the emotional impact that it wanted to, or maybe those types of stories normally have. Cause I didn't really care all that much. I was like, okay, he used to work for the Lord commander. Like that obviously complicates things, you know, interpersonal relationship wise, but I'm not getting a huge emotional like blow mm-hmm. from it or anything. Yeah. I think I, I understand what you mean in that. Um, it, it didn't provide a ton of like shocking information because we kind of knew that he worked for the Lord commander based on how he was introduced in the show. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it, it was, it just like fleshed out a very vague portrait of, uh, what we had. Um, yeah, Alex, what was your reaction to that scene? Uh, I think the highlight is the whole, he, he's making his generals kill the firstborn sequence. So as we mentioned, like that, that's just re-emphasizing how dark this show can get and the boldness of like actually showing that stuff happen. But I also get the, the, the whole like uh, connecting uh, Avocado to Lord Commander isn't exactly that huge of a leap. Uh, my bigger issue is once the flashback sequence ends and they like go very quickly through the whole like, why did you do it? Well, I was just following orders. Uh, all of us are broken just in the question of how much and how far we're willing to go to fix it like it, that part like felt very quick and had no impact at all to me because like it, we've established very well that gary is just loyal to the end no matter what so like it, even as dark as this story ever got i never got the doubt that gary would be doubting uh, avocado's um, motives at all so that 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 like those like two minutes didn't really mean much to me in the grand scheme <laughs> I think it probably wasn't. Yeah, too that's nuts, but. that's probably a good point because I feel like, in terms of like the information we got, I thought the flashback worked fine personally. But in terms of just like Gary and his like you know interpersonal relationship, I feel like there just hasn't been enough over the course of the past five episodes for it to feel like really anything. It's not like Gary like really trusts and confides in Avocado, and they've had all these moments to really connect and grow closer and and a a deeper versus like kind of superficial way I would argue. And okay, so it, it, yeah, it didn't feel super. It was like, Oh, well that explains a lot. But you know, in terms of character stuff, it didn't have the same kind of weight mm-hmm. as I feel like it was going for. 
Yeah, okay. I, I as the number one uh avocado and Gary ship shipper, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't agree. I think they've built up the Gary and Avocado relationship very well. Earlier in this episode, one of the best moments I think of the episode was this hug between uh Gary and Avocado. And they're like, No, that was great. But I mean yeah. before yeah. this episode, like I think this episode they're actually tried really cards, hard to bring like, it up. Uh, so <laughs> playing cards equals best friend forever. He also yeah. played cards with Kevin and he hates Kevin. Well, that's a whole nother story, <laughs> is Gary and Kevin. But, that is a um, bad example. I, I I think, uh, you know, given the uh, service level that we've had to go to because we moved so fast and we've only had six episodes so far, I do think Gary and Avocado is one of the more developed relationships on the show. And I I do I did buy into what was happening with the two of them, especially that hug moment at the end. Huh. And uh, yeah, Alex. Well, like I, I buy their relationship. I yeah. get that they're close friends. Uh, my my whole thing is like uh, the the whole exchange of well, why did you do it and all okay, like let me, that. Yeah, let me address that. That, that, that yeah. doesn't feel like something that Gary would really care about exactly. Okay, so I actually love the first sequ- exchange that they have after the flashback. Um, Gary's uh, Gary's like, uh, why'd you uh, so why'd you work for whatever? Avocado says by not asking the questions, I didn't want to know the answers to. And Gary says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what the hell? What the hell does that even mean? And um, <laughs> I think the show is aware that that was such a stupid line from Avocado before that, and it's so cliched, and this whole flashback was cl- so cliched, and Gary's like, what the, the fuck are you talking about? I love that line so much. Um, it, like, it doesn't elevate uh, their exchange, including the part after that, to because they still are playing it straight after that. I agree with, like, the, you, you know, the, 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 the whatever they say after it, but um, I do love that the show is, like, aware of, uh, of, of the, the clichedness of the exchange of what's happening here at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I did enjoy that, that line from Gary too because that's exactly how I felt. It's like, what? It's what like, did you just like, say? What the, what the hell? Are you yeah, like you sound deep, but is shut the hell up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on, on the other hand, you could you could argue that uh, making fun of the avocado's backstory lessens the weight of his death at the end. You know, like it's a trade off. I think the show succeeds, but um, it, yeah, it, it's it's it is very cliched. The whole backstory he had. I thought it was. Uh, I I love seeing it. I love seeing it fleshed out on um on who he is. We ask questions like what he was doing there um it's it would have it could have potentially been better if it was shown more earlier in the sh- in the show and um if it had a little bit more substance to it but i thought it was pretty successful here um yeah and uh their hug earlier and uh i i think the maybe the last thing to talk about with avocado is like what uh, what this show looks like without him, um, and what the yeah, impact is on our characters. It's gonna be a little oh, avocado. God. Yep, that's what's gonna happen. Gonna be a little avocado. Yeah. So like he said uh, he he surpassed his dad years ago. So he said that. He, yeah. I, I question whether this is an impetus or a speed bump. Like, is this the uh, inciting action for the rest of the show, or are we just going to continue down the uh, Quinn uh, space rift plotline? Because it could go either way. Quinn probably will assert that, yeah, we should go back to um, trying to figure out how to close the, the the space rift, and she's right because that's you know the thing threatening the universe. Um, on the other hand, we could turn into uh, Gary being devastated, uh, little Kyle being devastated. Oh, we need to, you know, we need to try to find a way to bring him back or something. I mean, I don't think the show has set up any sort of uh, precursor for a mechanism on how they would get him back, but um, it, it could be like this is the this is the inciting action towards exploring alternate timelines or time travel, um, and and it could it probably is both because the space are probably de- screws with time in some way. Um, yeah, Alex, what's your read on where where we're going from here? I like my first thought was almost like little little Kata will want revenge because he just seems like the very like it's just an, an angrier version of avocado. 
So I, I wonder if that's a, a line we could go down. But uh, also, I think this just ends up focusing the dynamic more on Gary Quinn than it's been being allowed to. Like before this, as we mentioned, like the show has had to juggle between Gary Avocado and Gary Quinn. But now we've taken Avocado out of the picture. So we kind of are settling in on our main cast because I don't think that Gary and Little Cotto are going to be the same kind of team exactly. What? Come on. Yeah, like we we might get little Cotto Kevin subplots. I don't know. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Keep Kevin away from pure little Cotto. <laughs> keep, keep I pure. like Kevin. Ah. We like Kevin. I but like Kevin too. Kevin, yeah, I don't think should Kevin be around. Kevin is more pure than little Cotto, probably. True. He just does what's right for his friends. Kevin he is pure in a deranged way. I think. Yeah. Like, you know, well, that- yeah, but that's not his fault. He's like programmed kind of off anyway. <laughs> I like his little uh, attempt to get in on the Mexican standoff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think also a thing is that before this, uh, obviously we've had so many other characters, but before this, Little Cotto has gotten at most like two, two or three minutes per episode. So like, I wonder if even if we take Avocado out of the picture, is it still going to be a case where he's still just a side character, even though he's part of the main cast? Like they'll give him his C plot every once in a while, and they might we'll, probably. Like, yeah, that's entirely possible. I think. Uh, what else are we doing with them? Um, yeah. Mel, Mel, where would you take the story from here? Um, I honestly like I I love the stuff with the um you know the possibility of the multiple timelines and stuff, but that's like mostly us speculating like. Mm-hmm. we thought okay this is going to be it this is where they're going to confirm it and blah 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 and then they just ended up killing avocado and we're like oh all right um i i guess like the one good thing that comes out of this is we're done with the whole get my son back thing like you know he said mm-hmm. you know we're going to do that and then we're going to do quinn's thing so now we can do quinn's thing which yeah, is quinn's more important turn. and also more important to the plot that we actually give a shit about um, cause I think we're all pretty much agreed that we didn't really care really about the avocado situation all that much. Um, I mean, yeah, but avocado is dead and presumably we will spend a, a time reacting to that in some, in some fashion. Yeah, I guess. But like the, you, you know, can't, yeah, we're you doing our thing now. We can, do, we can do our things. Um, so, you know, what was, she wanted to close the, um, yeah, the, the rest. Yeah. I don't believe she knows how to do that. But no, <laughs> she's gonna try something though. Well, so she she wrote the formula bit. that opened it. So. That's true. Maybe she does know something. More um, information on that before we we get into that. But yeah, I think that's where you know it's all gonna you know it's gonna turn now completely to the um, the thing, yeah, the yeah, thing the, with the rift and the yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's what you think would happen. I don't know. The only the only thing that gives me pause is, is uh, in terms of any sort of base level expectations is that we know that it's going even bigger. So I I don't know. I'm interested. I'm very interested to see see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's talk Quinn uh, because that's a whole section of the episode we haven't gotten really that much into. Quinn Quinn wants to close uh, the breach. That's the word I was looking for. Breach. Um, and uh, Avocado doesn't. Gary has to choose. He says Little Cato first, but then. And then Quinn's thing after the avocado ties Quinn up. Um, and, uh, then Quinn, uh, seduces mm-hmm. Kevin. Yikes. <laughs> Did not see this coming in a million years. Okay. Michelle, you're the number one Kevin fan. <laughs> what you, oh, I've been dreading this. What do you think of Explain the Quinn? Explain this to us. Oh, <laughs> I think it is a little out of character for Kevin to be in on the Quinn action. But then again, you know, I think in the whole, like, oh, do you really want me to kill Gary? Right? Like, 
Kevin, what are you I suggesting? Um, but like, I, uh, I mean, it kind of bums me out that Quinn has to do the whole like, so, like she has to play the sexy lady card to be like, oh, Kevin, you're like yeah. the hottest thing on this ship. I love how dumb Kevin is though, and how is she, it, like, is it, yeah. she insults him, but still like gets him to be tied up. If, if, it, if it was a dude, it would be bad. Is it better because it's a robot? Yes, because Kevin, like, the it's a male coded robot. Yeah, it's a male coded robot. The cookies fall. Like, I just, like, I like Kevin enough that I wasn't super bothered by it. Um, I think the reason maybe Kevin likes Quinn is just because, you know, Gary really likes Quinn and yeah. Kevin knows that. And I feel like he has a lot of complex or maybe not so complex emotions. Behind I, I, yeah, him. I think every, it's established. Gary, qu- it's uh, always Kevin, about Gary, even when it yes. seems to be about someone else. It all ties this, back to So Gary. then I should kill Gary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that, right? That's, I think that's why that. the scene works. I doesn't right. like Gary, well, so kill yeah. Gary? Question. Well, look, I, I think it's also a situation where Kevin is just desperate for approval wherever he yeah. can get it. True. So, like, it, if Gary's not going to provide it, then he's like, "Well, Quinn's here. I, I can, I can work with this." And uh, also, uh, also the fact that he, we've established that he's kind of a womanizer in, in imitation of Gary, but, and but all he's had is Beth, the refrigerator, who never really reciprocates. So, like, you're finally getting a woman who's like saying something back to you. So Kevin is just all ah, like his circuits. I mean. There, yeah. there, there, there's a precursor for this with the Beth stuff. Um, yeah, I think I think Kevin wants anything Gary wants. I think that's the exactly. point of the, cook, the cookies. Is yes. uh, Gary always wants a cookie? That's why Kevin torments him with that. That's why Kevin's interested in Quinn. I love the "Should I kill Gary?" multiple times during the sequence. Like, <laughs> she didn't that, even really yeah, answer. She was just like, oh, yeah. "Whatever, we'll come back to that." Yeah, that, that's. I feel like that's just so funny. It kind of uh, gets you through the sequence. Um, I, I yeah, it's. I feel like it's not too terrible just because it's a, a stupid robot. But at the same time, it's still the only female character and she's already in kind of problematic plots yeah i don't know what do you think though um yeah i mean whatever i mean i've seen that woman seducing someone to get out of something a million times i'm gonna see it a million times again before i die so i just better you could could argue this was a parody of the sequences you could you totally could um which is why you know it didn't super bother me because it was ridiculous it was it was a robot like it was it was funny um and the whole dialogue back and forth was was pretty funny too um so yeah i didn't mind it and it seemed like exactly like something that quinn would do it was very in character for her to be like well i'm gonna hit on the robot yeah i do think it's in character for quinn i think it was supposed to be a parody i don't think it really came across that much that way so i think in that regard i think it's a little unsuccessful but it was still very funny with the should i kill you stuff i do find it i find it a little interesting that she uses this whole seducing method to get out but then later in the Gary video, Gary assumes that he's she's broken out by herself on it. So I, I don't know. Like it's yeah, like, I, I thought that Quinn was... could Quinn could have just broken out. She didn't really need to do the seducing stuff. But well, yeah. I thought I thought that spoke well to Gary's character. Is uh, I thought that was a very sympathetic moment for Gary. That video, the la- Gary's last message for Quinn, um, when he's like, "I see, you know, you're awesome. You're you're out by now. You must be. You must have left." But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was all. That was all one of the most sympathetic looks for Gary in the whole show. I don't know, it was one it, of the more self-aware moments of Gary. I'll yeah. give it that. I didn't. I didn't hate Gary in that. In that. Yeah, I, I didn't hate Gary in that. Okay, that's an improvement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, the other major thing with Quinn is uh, Quinn is uh, you know about to leave. Hughes shows her the archived Gary videos, which I guess he would stored but did not send out, or he just saved them and they got lost in space. Whatever you whatever you want to go there. 
Um, and uh, yeah, Quinn's watching the the Gary videos with uh, eventually with Mooncake and Kevin comes and uh, yeah, every all the robots <laughs> are gathered behind. Yeah, Mooncake yeah. and Quinn are cheek to cheek. Yes, that was so cute. Yeah. Um, Gary's yeah, Gary's message comes, and then the result is a uh, is a, we're we're coming, Gary. And Hughes says, "Hell yeah, dog!" Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mel, what do you think of Quinn watching the the Gary videos? Uh, I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew that's exactly how it was going to play out. Um, yeah, it doesn't make it any less frustrating that from a mile away we were like, oh well, better you know mentally prepare for this irritation. Um, and it was irritating because it's like, oh, why is this a thing that you find in, you know mm. endearing in him that he like creepily so made videos to send you every day. Of his of his captivity for the past X amount of years, like that's <laughs> yeah. I was I was weird. less like frustrated that with it, but that just confused. Like, why did why did seeing those videos arrive make her arrive at the conclusion that Gary cares about people? Yeah, like, that no, was it. It makes it. Just, it's very out of character that she would look at that and say like, oh, like what a great guy. I, I just don't see the logical connection. Like, yeah, because yeah. like as established when she, when she finally interacts with him in episode four, and he she turns him down, and he still goes to make another video. I thought it was pretty established that he does it more for him than her. Like he it's likes like in the Martians to talk about <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like so I don't think it was that he genuinely thought he was even talking to her. Yeah, like how did Hugh just, like, get out of this? Um, that you know, oh, Gary cares about other people more than himself. Well, like he made a video to like every about himself, talking about himself diary. to you. He yeah, diaried into a camera, like. <laughs> Like to me, that Hugh line and the conclusion works with episode five and some of the stuff we were doing previously, like the trust. And uh, even if we didn't love how it was done, I thought it was built up from that stuff. But I don't get its connection to the videos. Well, and also, I think Hugh gives that line right after the final video where Gary is talking about how, like, if I was there, I would have gone with you to the end. But I need to fulfill this promise to uh, Avocado as well. It's like after that specific video, it makes sense. But all these other videos where it's just like going like to the point where the, um, Quinn says stuff like, haha, what an idiot. But like, what does that have to do with it? It's, it's yeah. just the final bit. The final video has significance, but all the stuff before it, all it's doing is just like, oh, look, a lovable idiot. Yeah, I, I I agree. I love the impact of the final message. I thought that was a great look for Gary. I just uh, just viewing the rest of the, the that didn't do anything for me viewing the other ones. Yeah. I think all the all the ones before that are just meant to establish, oh, isn't he a funny, silly guy? You should really like him. And the last one's just like, oh, and also you should trust him and help him out because he's a okay, good well, person. Let me, let's challenge that interpretation because I do think it's supposed to say that he was a good guy. However, I think it's still up in the air whether um, we're leading to romance here. At the end, Quinn comes to rescue them. Um, Quinn says, I don't love you. And then uh, she said, repeats it and they say, I don't, I, and then it's like, like static, love you. So Gary hears, I love you. But Quinn is saying, I don't love you. That's kind of encapsulation of their, of their dynamic. Um, well, there's a difference between her like blurting out "I love you" and having a, a growing attraction. I feel like the whole video sequence was a lot more about her being attracted to him 
and trust it, it was that your actual like so- a love love you know well, or it's just softening it so uh, softening yeah. her so like the show is Fuck attempting to make to make this as uh, as um not the word's not subtle but like it's trying to take its time to develop yeah. the relationship but the, the problem is we've, we've seen it coming since the yeah. queen showed up so it doesn't really matter if it's taking its time if, if we're seeing the supposed conclusion unless your theory is correct and it ends up being a whole subversion thing but they're definitely milking this for all it's worth I, yeah i'm not convinced at all that this is that quinn is displaying any sort of romance here i i think that her viewing the videos like is is saying okay he's a good person you should trust him that's the that's the type of themes that we've been hitting at i see zero evidence that quinn actually romantically likes gary in fact at the end she says i don't love you yeah, I, I but these are all the steps of like the ad, the. Ad I, I know, I know that's yeah. what we expect, but I think this is our expectations, and I don't like. I don't think the show has done that yet, I, and I, it's on Gary's side. But I, I still feel like we're heading down the subversion route. I don't think Quinn loves Gary at all. I don't think it's been shown at all that Quinn loves Gary, and we only have four episodes left. Like, is are we really gonna do it in in that amount of time? Given it's only been two uh, two episodes since Quinn showed up. Like I'd be pleasantly surprised if that's what they end up doing, and, and like you know, I'll, I guess I'll applaud the show for not going down that route. But like right now, it just it at least to me, it just seems like it's going down the the classic steps. Mel, what's your interpret? What's your interpretation? Quinn in love with Gary? Or not? I mean, I well, I don't like it's possible <laughs> it might you know end up that way. Like I could very much see it just because like I wouldn't put it past anyone to you know like smash that in there in the span of two or three episodes or less and you know convince themselves that it works um that being said you know i would love it if like literally it just ended up with him you know continuing in this delusion that him and quinn are are meant to be and going to be together and her just like i you're great dude but (laughs) you know like i like the idea of like them having like this good working relationship and friendship and you know this one-sidedness with with gary who's like yeah like you know quinn in in the videos but it's like not yeah no that didn't really that doesn't doesn't do much for me but thanks like i would love it if that was the case but i also don't trust it to be the case right we're all skeptical because it's a tv show and it's uh you know it's it's that being said i said the same thing about cora and look what happened there legend of cora yeah yeah my my thing is this this i I, maybe i'm just making a big interpretation from um this last thing with the radio static quinn you know why why have this scene where um quinn's rescuing gary i don't love gary's thing so you you're coming because you love me i don't love you and then gary hears i love you like what's the purpose of that if comedy going is is it really just a comedy misunderstandings yeah, jokes. Like, I, I interpret that Those as do. I interpret that as like we're going down the route of Quinn doesn't love Gary, Gary loves Quinn, and uh, like yeah, the Quinn classic still, will they won't there, though. But it's not. It's it's. There's no will they from Quinn. Like I really, I don't know. I really, I, maybe I'm just being naive, but I don't think this has been displayed from the show, and I to a certain extent don't think it's coming. Like clearly, it's coming in some timeline with with Nightfall and stuff. I Th- still that's do think the thing too, though, because Nightfall is like so ride or die. Like gotta save Gary. Why would you do that? I mean, yeah, like you should, should do that for your friends too, but um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Admittedly, he's also a logistical person. He might be like important for some reason. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I was gonna say. Admittedly, we do have other things to, that we it can be included into this, just as Gary perhaps being more important than we think. The whole his his connection to Mooncake, 
So like, I don't want, I don't want to give off that I'm ruling out this not being not a relationship. Like once again, I'd be surprised and I'd enjoy that, that, uh, that result. I think the show is not going in that direction right now, but it's certainly not out of the question. I, I do think the show at least has done a good job of uh, making me uh, buy into the, the possibility that we end up going in a different direction. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm the naive, but I, I still think we're subverting it. Like, I think it's over 50% we're subverting it. Um, I'd be thrilled, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's not, it's not a, not a statement on this episode, at least. So, um, we'll come back to this, obviously, over the course of the series, but let's, let's, there's some, uh, moments we haven't hit on yet. Uh, the space vault moment with, um, Avocado and Gary. This is one with their bond that we didn't talk about when they're, uh, I liked the planet jumping. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, with the, they play rock music and, uh, then it's, uh, they go to the wrong planet, le- right planet, left planet. <laughs> yeah. It's always the left. It's never I thought the that, right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a really successful moment. Like, I feel like those then scene is incredible. I also think there's some other really good ones in there, like the space, mm-hmm. space vaulting one. Um, and, uh, they go in, uh, guns blazing to the, whatever, the prison colony, but it's empty. And then there's possessed, hovering little Kato. D- doves are, are free throughout yeah, the world. Yeah. <laughs> He's doves shooting up the doves. Oh my God. What are they doing on that planet? Take the doves down. Yeah, I thought that that was uh, that was really well, uh, like storyboard and stuff. Um, and uh, we got the just the, the the rest of the stuff in the oh the surprise moment with uh, them, yeah. them going yeah. you know no, you know Lord Commander's going to be right behind this door right yeah. and it, Lord, surprise he's like I murdered everyone in this prison just for the surprise. Gary's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you I don't think it was worth it. Yeah, Commander does not half-ass anything. Everyone, just for the drama. Yeah. Yeah. What I kind of love about that moment is it's like this is just a typical thing to do. Is um, we know it's going to surprise. It's not a surprise, but the show it's like very quickly cycles through. Like, oh, it wasn't a surprise, and it's like Lord Commander's. uh, It it, it more focuses on, oh, I I had to murder everyone here. I don't know where. Then we quickly move on. I feel like it's the show's unique spin on this kind of uh, typical scene that we would see. Yeah, I I had to murder everyone here to try and make it a surprise. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. That 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 moment was great. Um, as mentioned, we had a uh, little Kava, little Kato possessed, um, battling avocado. We also had Lord Commander going into Gary's mind to try to find Mooncake. Uh, it was kind of a trippy sequence. Did we like that? I, I enjoyed uh, it. I liked his narration of, like, get out of my mind, man. Y'all yeah, let you in here. Get out. You can't be in here. Yeah, I just, I liked it a lot, actually. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, interesting. Generally, I'm not a fan of the trippier sequences, as we've discussed many times this podcast. This was fine. This was uh, mild, I guess. Um, yeah, we have, uh, I, I guess we, we talked about obviously avocado dying, but Lord Commander, um, he gets like hit by a mooncake. Um, uh, it's like, he, oh, Lord Commander comes, um, out of Gary's mind. Mooncake's aboard the Galaxy One. And he's like, no, he's right here. And then, uh, Kevin's holding Mooncake off the, yeah, off the ship. Kevin to the rescue again. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, were you, were you loving Kevin's heroic moment? Yeah, good for him. He's helping <laughs> out. He's not just being obnoxious. Like, he's serving a purpose. I love that. Kevin's here to save the day. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's bragging about it too, because he's, he can't be humble about it, but. Um. Absolutely not. 
Yeah, and then Mooncake shoots him down several layers that that is like super well animated and stuff. Um, and then he like he like takes a bomb that I feel like one of his like drones or something else with him like attacked, and then it fell down with the I don't know. No, if he's no, drones or I actually or... like this because as Avocado and Gary are leaving, you see his his de- detonators from his backpack fall into the. Yeah. Hole. Okay, it's from it's his backpack. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We saw yeah. where it was coming from. That was the point, though, and it falls down with him. And um, who are they battling, by the way? Because they're, they're not battling not Lord Commander. His, his yeah, there's like, there's like a few people still alive in there. Yeah, and there's also like turrets that were surrounding yeah. the Yeah, the there's forts. definitely turrets too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he takes one of the, the bombs and then he, um, you know, force forces it, uh, Star Wars forces it onto the, onto little Kato. And that's mm-hmm. where it hurts because you already know that's a bomb and like, you're still seeing them yeah. go through the whole hugging stuff yeah, and, and then they're yay. happy and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, something's going to happen. <laughs> you're just waiting. Yeah. yeah. And avocado heroically falls on the bomb. Yeah. Um, it is, it, it was super, super like Captain dramatic. America. Uh, yeah, except he's not a, not a superhero. This actual stakes in. He's a super not cat. Whatever. Super not cat. Yeah, rip super not cat. I I think we will be seeing avocado <laughs> on the on the show again. Is that a hot? I take? wouldn't mind. I mean, I hope I would not mind seeing him again. Like, aren't we a favorite to see him either in a uh, either if we time travel or go to a different timeline? Like, something's something's likely to happen. Yeah. Maybe like, like well, even they at. It depends a lot on if they take the effort to edit him out of the intro. That would be interesting. Oh, that, no, that would be, be like a Josh Whedon move when he messed with the intro when he was uh, spoilers, but it was also with like 1998 when he killed off Tara. Oh, yeah. And he, put, he put her as a season regular for the first time ever in this in the episode. God, that's so mean. Shot at the end. I, I don't believe we'll be editing the intro. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's uh, two other minor things. Um, we talked about the Gary Avocado hug, and uh, then Mooncake comes in, is like hype about it, and Gary's like, "We're we're we're probably gonna die." Is it, we're probably, and then Mooncake's like, "Ah!" and leaves. Yeah, he's like, "I probably didn't sell that very well." Yeah, I thought that was great. That was the Mooncake moment, other than like almost killing a Lord Commander. Yeah, kind of a low key episode for Mooncake. This yeah, time. not yeah. as much Mooncake. Yeah, I know. Um, and then the uh, the intro scene: four minutes of oxygen left. Um, we talked about avocados and coming. Uh, no chance you're an immortal, Gary. Um, and uh, Hugh says uh, you have absolutely no chance because Octo Prime Rex is completely fabricated by you, and it's an eight sided enhanced T Rex. Apparently, that Gary made up. Yes, but is this not a larger commentary on <laughs> the entire on situation <laughs> of? Of the whole, like, you know. No, I don't. I have zero no, clue. No, what the fuck thing? <laughs> so, oh, you think oh, this is an atheist oh. commentary? <laughs> oh my god, I kind of wish there was a subreddit somewhere it's devoted to just that theory. Like, <laughs> like I mean, we could post it on the final space right? subreddit. He's what like, Octorex, whatever is going to save me. He's like, no, Gary. He's not <laughs> okay, I didn't take it at all that way, but that's great. I love, I love that as Hugh being like, no, Gary, God's not real. Yeah. <laughs> That was my thought, anyway. That's great. Okay, I like yeah, that a lot better. Cute. But I also, just Gary coming up with um, eight-sided enhanced T Rex is, is very good too. Um, yeah, only four minutes left of action, so we're going to see what that uh, climax is to pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, there you go, chapter six. Mel, any final thoughts on this episode? Um, didn't you know have as big of a game changer as I wanted, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll we'll see how much of a game changer it ends up. Yeah, being. Could, yeah, um, to be determined. Uh, Michelle, final thoughts? 
It felt kind of like a mid-season finale to me, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, it, it wasn't, like, a great scale, but, like, it really put a lot of other things in motion that I'm excited to see. Um, I think, like, it's in my, like, mid to higher tier level, even despite my qualms with the pacing. I think it overall is pretty decent. Okay. Alex? Yeah, I think uh, I think death is sweeter than life, really. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, what does he say? What does he say about that in the episode? Uh, death, yeah, death is. Oh weird. yeah, okay. he, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know why more kids aren't named death is. Yeah, his life is weird. Oh my yeah. but but yeah, I, I think this episode is very strong. I, I think after talking it through, it's probably not not the best episode of the show, but I do think it's still it's still worthy of like being second best just because of like the whole build up to that final sequence and that final sequence is just so amazing to me. It, it manages to get emotions out of me that I don't think I've gotten out of this show so far. So like props to them, especially doing it for a character that I had very little connection to in the previous episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it, it does definitely feel like a mid season finale in that I am not entirely sure what direction the show will take. Like there are like logical directions it could go, but at the same time, I'm not really sure how they're going to handle it. So I'm, I'm excited to see where they go next with after this. Nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely very excited to see episodes seven to ten and the rest of the show. We've, pro- it, it, we've been we've heard it's going big and this is already kind of big. And I did think this was a great episode, probably either second or third best of the of the show so far. I have four number one and then either this or three at, at number two. Um, but yeah, I really I really did uh, like this one. And uh, the ending scene is incredible. I think that's going to go down as one of the best scenes of the show. Um, and yeah, I really, really, really hope we're headed towards multiple timelines, subversion on Quinn and Gary. Maybe we're maybe I'm I've talked myself into these things too much, but um, we will see. We will, we will see. Still four episodes to play with here. So let us know what you thought of chapter six. Uh, let us know on overlyanimated.com. Click on the article and you can comment there. Or if you're listening on YouTube, you can comment on our YouTube video to let us know what you thought of chapter six. And in general, make sure you subscribe to not miss our final space podcast. Talk with us about final space on our discord, overlyanimated.com slash discord and consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Ryan, AKA Brian. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, we'll be back, uh, presumably the week after this is up, but, uh, yeah, to talk chapter seven of final space, check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com, a bunch of other podcasts going up and yeah, thanks guys for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.